Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Well, hello again, and thank you for listening to this final Thursday edition of the Illuminated Word Podcast. I'm David McLean. Our reading today is going to come from 1 John chapter 2. We're going to read verses 18 through 29. John writes, Dear children, the last hour is here. You have heard that Antichrist is coming, but already many such Antichrists have appeared. From this we know that the last hour has come. These people left our churches, but they never really belonged with us. Otherwise, they would have stayed with us. And when they left, it proved that they did not belong with us. But you are not like that, for the Holy One has given you His Spirit, and all of you know the truth. So I'm writing to you not because you don't know the truth, but because you know the difference between truth and lies. And who is a liar? Anyone who says that Jesus is not the Christ. Anyone who denies the Father and the Son is an antichrist. Anyone who denies the Son doesn't have the Father either. But anyone who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. So you must remain faithful to what you have been taught from the beginning. If you do, you will remain in fellowship with the Son and with the Father. And in this fellowship, we enjoy the eternal life He promised us. I'm writing these things to warn you about those who want to lead you astray. But you have received the Holy Spirit, and He lives within you, so you don't need anyone to teach you what is true, for the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know, and what He teaches is true. It is not a lie. So just as He has taught you, remain in fellowship with Christ. And now, dear children, remain in fellowship with Christ, so that when He returns, you will be full of courage and not shrink back from Him in shame. Since we know what Christ Since we know that Christ is righteous, we also know that all who do what is right are God's children. I am, unfortunately, old enough to remember a time when we didn't have computers in every house and every corner. I remember first hearing about computer viruses. And, you know, of course I was young, but I was thinking to myself, how does a computer catch a germ? Uh, Then I learned that computer viruses were often malicious programs. They were developed by... You know, people who set out to destroy programs and computers, they just didn't accidentally happen. Uh, They are often downloaded stealthily, you know, without you even knowing that it's happening. Uh, Maybe you open an email attachment or you're surfing the web or you click on a link. But, you know, none of us wants to mess with computer viruses. And and when it happens, it is not good. Of course, you learn from computer viruses when when you combine intelligent effort with evil and the craving to destroy, misery results. False teachers, often unknowingly inspired by Satan, they do just that. They're out to destroy the truth of God's word and they're out to keep believers from living in a godly fashion. They're being manipulated by the evil one. They don't even know it. God encourages leaders and Christians to hold a a no-tolerance position of false teaching, particularly in major and clear areas. Now, before we delve into these verses and and look at what John writes, I think it's very clear to point out what the false teaching he's talking about is. is. So he points out the Antichrist and and the Antichrist is one who lies. 
And in verse 22, he says, who is a liar? Well, here are the, the false teachings that he's talking about. Anyone who says that Jesus is not the Messiah, that is a false teaching. Anyone who denies the Father and the Son, that is a false teaching. Anyone who denies the Son doesn't have the Father either. You can't have one or the other. That is a false teaching. It's important because I think, uh, at least in my experience growing up in the church, we tend to attach false teaching to a lot of things. And sometimes false teaching is attached to non-traditional teaching. That is not necessarily against scripture. It's against how we've always done it. And that's not necessarily false teaching. Now, if it's, and if it's unscriptural, if it goes against what God has said in his, in his, in his word, then, then it is false teaching. But what John is specifically talking about is people who deny that Jesus is the Messiah and the, uh, anyone who denies uh, the father and the son. Or denies one or the other. This is all about denying Jesus. This is about people who were there and then they left. They turned their back on faith. They denied that Jesus was the Messiah. They denied the Father. And they've walked away. So he talks about uh, these three different forces that are at work. He talks about the Antichrists. He talks about the Spirit. He talks about the faithful. And so he says, you know, uh, you have uh, heard that the Antichrist is coming. Actually, what is more is more like a quote. He's, in other words, he said, you've heard people say, ooh, Antichrist is coming. And he says, but the, the deal is, actually, many Antichrists have appeared. And so, you know, if you've been around church at all, and even if you haven't been at church at all, pretty much anybody who's ever watched any uh, TV program that's dealing with the topic of the last days, you've heard of this term Antichrist or Antichrist. But it's always been like this figure, at least in some in some churches, in some movements, in some teachings. I always talk about like a figure, like it's going to be a person. Uh, but what John tells us here is that there are many antichrists. There are already many antichrists that have come, and we have many antichrists in the world today. Uh, again, he says in verse 18, Dear children, the last hour is here. What is this last hour going on here? You know, is it the final days? Well, uh, I'm not one for end of days. I'm not one for, hey, this is the sign of the times. This is the sign of the end. Uh, because here's what I hang my hat on. Jesus says that not only the son of, uh, Jesus says that not even the son of man knows the hour in which he will return. So if Jesus doesn't know when he's coming back, then there's no way I can know. So it's not like, hey, I don't know, but I'm going to give you signs that let you know when the end is coming. Yeah, that, that's not the thing. So uh, that's, that's not a, that's not how it works. So I'm not big into end times. I'm not big into how do we interpret the events going on around us or are we in the last days? Because when John talks about the last days, what he's talking about is the last days basically began at Pentecost. You know, there is not a, these are the final five days, six days, 10 days, 20 days. These are, we are, we are headed towards a destination. We are headed towards an end point. And that could be a year, that could be 2,000 years, that could be 5,000 years. But the, the end days began when Jesus ascended and the day of Pentecost. Those were the end days. That's when they began. So when John says we are in the end days, hey, they were in the end days too, and we are in the last days as well. We are in the last hour. We're moving towards a destination. That is the last days. And so... 
when you take this path, when somebody takes this passage and tries to, you know, turn into a turn into a fear mongering, uh, apocalyptic prophecy about the Antichrist, actually, John, what John is writing is supposed to be encouraging to the people. We're in the end days here. We're in the the, the end game. We have entered into the final uh, round before Jesus' second coming when he comes back. We're in the end days here. We're in the end game. And you're worried about this Antichrist that's coming. But here's the deal. Many Antichrists have already come. They've already come. They've already appeared. And this is how we know that we're in the last hour. Don't overlook the fact, too, that John begins this this section by referring to his readers as dear children. That he has a genuine fatherly affection for them. So this is not written in anger. This is not written to scare them. This is written out of love. This is written to say, hey, listen, everything's going to be okay because you belong to Christ. Antichrists have come. Antichrist will come. You belong to Christ. You have the ability to determine what's lies and what's true. You know what the truth is. So decide. Don't listen to these false teachers. Um, so again, the, the last days, they began on the day of Pentecost. Um, this is not something that's saying, hey, the world could end any time now, so be afraid. Because the world could end any time now. But for those of us who follow Christ, that's good news. Because then we will be with Jesus. Um, so it warns them about this Antichrist. Uh, Antichrist, literally, it's not a, it's not a figure, it's not a person, um, and it's not it, it, what it really means is uh, like false Christ or against Christ. Uh, we know that anti means instead of uh, or against, uh, and so Antichrist would be uh, instead of Christ or he who is against Christ. So literally anybody who is against Jesus, who teaches against Jesus, who stands against Jesus, they are the Antichrist. So again, John warns that many Antichrists have already come, that they're false teachers who are teaching things contrary to what Jesus taught. And so uh, then he goes into talking about um, the, the false messiahs and the false prophets. Um, it's a, you, know, you may have heard of the unethical selling technique called the bait-and-switch method. That's where a retailer lures customers into a store by advertising a, a well-known product at a very low price. And then when the buyer asks to purchase it, he's told that it's out of stock. Then the salesperson then tries to sell him an inferior line of merchandise, hoping to pocket a bigger profit. So the brand name was used just to get potential customers to step inside. Well, in a similar way, a false teacher uses biblical words to capture interest and then gain a hearing. He may talk about Jesus. He may talk about redemption. He may talk about the cross. He may talk about resurrection. But these um, these trusted terms, these known terms, amount to nothing than more than a than a come on. So the seller uses them to advertise truths that, as far as he's concerned, are out of stock. And when an interested person responds, he's confronted by beliefs that are really completely contrary to God's word. Um, and so we need to be aware of people who are trying to do that. We need to use wisdom that God gives us. We need to be led by the Spirit, which is uh, the next force he talks about is the Spirit, um, that the Holy Spirit is at work. Uh, and what is, I'm not exactly sure what this means when it says you don't need to be taught by them because the Holy Spirit will teach you. Um, you know, I don't think that's anti-teachers, that's anti-education, anti-Sunday school. I think it's just talking about how the Holy Spirit will guide us um, that we are separate from the, the false teachers because we have the Holy Spirit that gives us wisdom, 
that gives us common sense, uh, that helps us to determine, hey, this is true, this is not. And so the spirit is at work. So it's not up to our own, uh, our own knowledge. It's not up to our own abilities and our own gifts and our own uh, assumptions and what we think or feel. We have the spirit who will lead us and who will guide us. And so if these false teachers thought that they could have God without Jesus, they were sadly mistaken because it's only through the Son that we know God the Father. It's only through the Son that is sacrificial death that, that we can have access to God as Father. And it's only through that that we have the Holy Spirit that helps us, that leads us, that guides us. And so the Holy Spirit will lead us uh, into all truth. Uh, it will be our teacher. The Holy Spirit has many purposes in our lives. Uh, when you read through read through Scripture, He empowers us to, to do ministry. He, he gifts us so that we can minister to each other and to those outside the church. But what John says here is that one of the greatest purposes that the Holy Spirit has in our lives is that of a teacher. That he will guide us and direct us in all truth. He'll remind us of what Jesus had already, has already said to us. He'll enlighten us as we read the scriptures. He'll give us discernment between what is true and what is a lie. And so we have to allow the Holy Spirit to teach us. And when we allow the Holy Spirit to teach us, then we become faithful, which is his last challenge here in the last few verses is remain faithful. So in order for us to continue and mature in our relationship with the Lord, we must hold true in the things we've been taught. So it's not about what what other people think. It's not about what our society thinks. It's not about what social media thinks. It's not about what uh, actors think, popular people think, social or media, what's it called, uh, influencers think. What matters is what God has taught through the Holy Spirit and the Word. That's why he says in verse 24, so you must remain faithful to what you've been taught from the beginning. And if you do, you will remain in fellowship with the Son and the Father. And so it's, it's all about continuing the Christian walk that they have begun. Continue in faith and trusting in God. So this is not supposed to be a, a terrifying passage. It's not supposed to be uh, things that... Uh, you know, make us just tremble in fear uh, of what's going on in our world. You know, it's okay to be concerned, but to live in fear, you know, we got, we're, we're on God's side. We're on God's side. He's fighting for us. He's with us. We trust in him. We have faith in him. And it's important to listen to what God teaches us and not what everybody around us is saying. Always estimate what others believe by what the word of God teaches Always follow the leading of the Holy Spirit and allow him to help you discern truth from a lie. And always remain faithful to God and his teaching, and he'll remain faithful to you. As we've been saying this week, as Chris has said and, and as Devin has said, this is our last week. This is our last Illuminated Word podcast. Today is. And I want to say, starting out on this a couple of years ago, I had never done a podcast before. Uh, I was completely uncomfortable with it. And fast forward two years later, I'm still not so sure I'm that great at it. But there have been uh, several who've, who have uh, encouraged me, encouraged us in our podcast and in, in what we've said. And so I just thank you all for, for listening over the last two or three years. But I also hope that, that you will check out our, our new podcast starting next week, uh, the Three Preachers podcast, where we will um, be looking at the passage that the sermon will come out of on the Sunday. And we'll all three just be together, which I love Chris and Devin. Uh, when you put us in the room and we're just, you know, talking, shooting the bull, it is uh, one of my, some of my favorite times. We've always threatened to record our conversations and put them out there, 
but so it'd be three of us together, you know, talking together, going through the passage, uh, just sharing life together. And so I hope that 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 podcast, the Three Preachers podcast, will be uh, as encouraging as uh, this one has been to you. I hope that you'll follow us over there and, uh, you know, give us some feedback. Let us know what what you want that podcast to consist of, what you would like to hear. Um, and uh, with God willing, God blessing it, uh, we will do that for a few years as well. But thank you for listening. Appreciate you as always. And hope you have a blessed weekend as you rest and spend time with your family and hopefully gather to worship God uh, with your church family on Sunday.